from Bridgeway this morning, which is a, a program called the West Central Illinois ROSC program. It stands for Recovering Oriented System of Care. I'm joined by Leanne Corson, the care coordinator. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It was good to catch up with you off the air, get to know you a little bit. Uh, tell us about the program, Leanne. Okay, so the West Central Illinois ROSC is it's really a statewide initiative. So the state saw the need for someone in different sections of the state to come in and help end the stigma that surrounds substance use disorder. And so Bridgeway applied for this ROSC grant and they received it. So our ROSC, West Central Illinois ROSC, covers Knox, Warren, Henry, and Henderson County. So not only do we want to educate people around the disease of substance use disorder, we also want to help empower those people that are already in recovery. So we want the people in recovery to be thriving, not surviving, because recovery can be hard sometimes. Um, So yeah, and we do a lot of things. We do community education, community events. You've got a big event too coming up in February. Yes, we do. Tell us about that. Okay. So Brandon Novak, he's a famous skateboarder, MTV celebrity, best-selling author. Um, He's coming to the Orpheum Theater February 5th to tell his recovery story. That's going to be very interesting. Um, He was born in Lombard, Illinois, went to school uh, here in Illinois, then went off to find his fame in Los Angeles uh, in the... not, not only in the skateboarding world, but he was a, uh, worked on videos yep. and uh, music for some pretty big names like uh, Beyonce and Britney Spears. And, and then what happened? With celebrity life, sometimes partying comes with that. And a lot of people can't handle that. It can suck you in really quickly. Substance use disorder is a disease. And if you're sick, you're sick. And so he spent years of his life stuck in his substance use disorder slowly destroying his life and then he entered recovery and he's even opened a recovery home for people as well isn't that just terrific that he was able to to thrive like you said well it'll be interesting to to hear from him february 5th he'll be at the orpheum courtesy of bridgeway good job on you guys finding uh, someone with um that 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 can tell the story yeah absolutely yeah all right what else is going on we're also doing a coat drive right now Um, We're accepting coats at both the Monmouth and the Galesburg Bridgeway. Um, Coats, hats, gloves, scarves. Due to COVID and hygiene, they have to be new. Um, But in the four counties, there has been a rise of homeless people. So we're running a coat drive, and we're hoping to bless them around the holiday season. What do you think, Leanne, is driving the the homeless uh, numbers up? I don't know. I think the pandemic has a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. I know that the pandemic also spiked numbers in substance use. Um, Nationally, like nationwide, over 100,000 people died of a drug overdose this year, and that's the highest number ever recorded. That's so sad. Yeah. 100,000 people. That Mm -hmm. is so sad. Yeah. And that's why it's important that we have conversations like this, because a lot of people don't know that information. It's a lot of times substance use disorder is swept under the rug. When one of your family members or a friend goes to treatment, it's not like we're talking about it. When people have cancer, what do we do? We throw them a party, benefits, we cook food for them, we do all those things. Well, when somebody has substance use disorder, it's swept under the rug. And it's not just the person that's struggling with a substance use disorder. Their family is also struggling. The families also need support. That's a great point. Yeah. Never, and you know, you're right about the benefits and the coming together. Yeah. So how do people help people understand what substance use disorder is? 
do you want me to talk about it? Sure. Um, so substance use disorder is when you are addicted to a substance or alcohol or when this substance is controlling your life, when it is making your life unmanageable, when you can no longer live as a person in society, you're probably struggling with a substance use disorder. Okay. And it's so hard to seek treatment because, like you said, there's a stigma that the individual goes through. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And treatment's really hard to find right now. So I work really closely with two peer support specialists and at Bridgeway. And two, the peer support specialists are people that are living in recovery that have sustained long-term recovery. And we are getting people in with the peer support specialists and helping them get on the treatment waiting lists and helping them get to and from their assessments and um, getting them on the outside of their inpatient treatment and getting them enrolled into Bridgeway outpatient services. Because there's a lot of gaps in getting treatment and sustaining long-term recovery. And we want to help them do that. And you're absolutely right. The gaps are the challenge. Yeah. Because it's, it's not a short-term fix. Mm-hmm. It's a long-term recovery road. But you have a buddy system that's in place as well. Yes, absolutely. So we have um, a couple sets of buddies. And these are people also that are living in long-term recovery. And when we have somebody that comes to us and needs inpatient treatment, we can go down our buddy list and get them that transportation to treatment or to their assessment to get on the waiting list to treatment. And in our four counties, we do not have not one inpatient facility. We're taking them to Peoria, to the Quad Cities, to Springfield, to Champaign. I wish that would change. Yeah. To get an inpatient uh, treatment facility here. Um, Maybe there's more grants. Uh, for Bridgeway, you never know. I know you guys have really tried to work on finding ways to to eliminate the amount of time on that waiting list. Yeah. Because you're overwhelmed. There's there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that waiting list, how does it work? Let's say someone knows someone who needs to be in treatment. What can they do? How, how, do you, how do you walk them through this, Leanne? Okay. So say somebody needs to go to treatment, we would immediately get them an appointment with the peer support specialist. Once they're in with the peer support specialist, they can start calling all the inpatient treatment centers and setting up appointments for assessments. Some places do over-the-phone assessments, so they'll sit with the peer support specialist and do those assessments over the phone. It's a lot easier to have to do these things when you have somebody sitting there supporting you, cheering you on, telling you, I've been there, you can do this. And so once we get them on those waiting lists and assessments, when they get the call that it's time to go, we call our buddy system and we get them there if they don't have their own transportation, of course. Okay. How long does the system, what what typically, how long do they need to be in recovery? And does that really vary individual to individual? It absolutely uh, varies individual to individual. So some of the places do 30-day treatment. Um, inpatient treatment. Some places have long-term treatment centers where they're staying in treatment for 90 day for 90 days, all the way up to 18 months. Okay, and those again are occurring outside of our four county areas yep. where that that takes place. Okay. And they're pretty good places. I assume you have good relationships with them too. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the places we do. And you're working with law enforcement, I understand as well. Yes, absolutely. And tell me about that relationship and why that's so valuable to the recovery program. So especially with law enforcement, they're seeing over and over and over again, they keep locking up the same people with substance use disorder. And without the proper treatment for substance use and without that long-term recovery, taking them to jail over and over again isn't doing anyone any good. 
not only is it costing a ton of money for the community, <laughs> it's also just putting a Band-Aid on the problem. We can't lock away substance use disorder. We have to get these people into treatment. We have to get them back in the community. So Johan Hari, he's like a genius in this field. He talks about how the opposite of addiction is not is not um, sobriety. The opposite of addiction is definitely reconnection. So these people that are suffering with substance use disorder, we need to surround them with love and community and help them get jobs, help them become successful parents. A lot of people that struggle with substance use disorder don't know how to be good parents, so then it becomes a generational problem. We need to stop that. We need to love these people back to life, love them back into our community, help them wherever they need help. We need to help fill those gaps. We, I certainly re- uh, respect your passion. That's a great point that we don't want the generational cycle to continue uh, with the family unit. Yeah. So that that is so important. All right, there's different types of substance use disorder. A lot of people we've learned over the years with the opioid addiction, prescription drugs can lead to you know stage one into a different stage into getting meth or heroin on the streets. Yes, absolutely. And it's all the same disease. Mm -hmm. So if you have a substance use disorder disease and you start putting substances into your body, eventually it's going to come to the point where those substances aren't controlling you. Whether that be alcohol, whether that be opiates, whether it be meth, whatever it is, it creates the same reaction in your brain that makes you feel the need to want more it's the number one focus it's like so say there's a glass of water in front of you and you haven't been able to take a drink of water in three days and you feel like you're dying what's the one thing you're going to sit here and think about taking a drink of that water that's what it's like for somebody with substance use disorder they just want that next fix and so recovery is possible like i'm a person in long-term recovery i am i I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I'm a good mom. Like, I love my children. My children are educated on this subject because what can, I can't make their choices for them. Mm-hmm. All I can do is educate them to help them make the best choices for themselves, and they know about substance use disorder. They know that because I am a person with substance use disorder, that makes them a greater risk of having that. So I want to educate my children on that. I want to educate the community. I want to advocate for people in recovery because recovery is possible people recover every day they just don't talk about it because he's stigma attached to it well that is another terrific uh point good for you too um so tell us tell us a little bit about your story the inspiration behind uh living with substance use uh recovery okay absolutely so i had a wonderful childhood but when i was 12 my dad died in a hunting accident i'm so sorry and that's exactly where the trauma stemmed from for me Um, I know that that's the reason that I started using substances was because of that. When my dad died, it left a huge hole in my life, and I tried to fill it with substances. Sure. So from 14 to 24, it was just a big battle in my life. I battled substances, and I had a couple good years in there, too, Mm -hmm. Like because I went to treatment twice, 30-day treatment twice, and then I came home. But again, I fell in that gap of no aftercare. So then the last time I went to treatment, when I was 24... I went to a long-term treatment facility, and I did 60 to 90 days inpatient. I lived in a sober living facility for six to nine months, and then I lived in a faith-based, faith-based sober living home for another six months. And in that time, I learned how to have a job. I learned my parenting skills. I learned how to be a wife. Like, 
recovery gave me my whole life back and then more. And now I get to sit here on the radio and advocate for the people in recovery and for the people suffering with substance use disorder and say that this is possible. You know, I pay my taxes. I help other people in the community get into recovery. If there's a benefit or like a community thing going on, I'm there with the ROSC. We want people to know that this is possible. You're not alone. You know, like if you have a family member or if you're struggling with substance use, you are not alone. Good for you, Leanne. Thank you. You are a wonderful inspiration. We're talking with Leanne Corson. She is the coordinator, system of care coordinator for the recovery-oriented system of care with Bridgeway, and you're doing an excellent job. Thank you. Um, You're right. Recovery happens every day. Focusing on the positive. Knowledge is power. What else would you like people to know, Leanne? Um, Well, you can always get a hold of me at Bridgeway. Anything substance use disorder wise, okay. I want to be able to help the community. What's that number? Um, well, you can call me on my work number. It's yes. 217-273-9731. And that's my direct line. 217-273-9731. And somebody like you, you're going to make sure and take care of people and get them the help that they need. Absolutely. Good for you. What Thank a blessing. You. Tell me about your family. This is fantastic. To, yeah. to And how old are you now? I'm, okay, so I'm 32. Good for you. Yeah. I'll be celebrating eight years of long-term recovery in February. Fantastic. Yeah. So um, I have four children. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Peyton, Trey, Zoe, and Sophia. Peyton is actually Junior Miss Knox County this year. Oh, wonderful. So we have been having a year of fun, and she's like royalty. Well, she's been on the air then because Lauren Fulmer had all of our coverage for the Knox County Fair and had the Fair Queens on. Yep. Nice. Yep, she's been on the air too. So she's she's beautiful, you know, and she went through a lot of my substance use disorder with me, and uh, she came out on the other side with me too. So I bet she's proud. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just really lucky a lot of people don't get the second chance to be a mom again and I get to be a mom in recovery and my younger two have never even seen me under the influence which I'm super grateful for so well you're doing a great thing serving the community as well giving back uh you're an inspiration brave person Leanne thank you for sharing your story and this important program uh with us and then Brandon Novak uh February 5th at the Orpheum Theater. He is a a celebrity um, author as well as a skateboarder and uh, a few other things in in, uh, the Hollywood realm. He's going to share his recovery story as well. So we'll catch up with you again, Leanne. All right. Thank you. Thanks for coming in today. Leanne Corson with us, 1330 WRAM and FM 94.1.